are listening to the Project Weight Loss Podcast, where your best life is just one project away. And now, your host and life coach, Fina Perez. Hello, everyone. How are you today? Oh my goodness, I'm so excited today. How was your Valentine's Day this week? Right? How was it so far? By the time you're listening to this episode, the day of love and friendship in the United States would have passed. But hopefully you're still feeling the glow of feeling loved by a friend, a family member, or a special partner. Or you're just giving that love, right? Not concerned about whether you're getting it back, but just giving it. Anyway, hope you had a fantastic week this week. Sending you love too, by the way, and a wink. So a quick update, my loved one is doing better. So if you listen to the last episode, someone that I love very dearly was having some health issues. And so her family is caring for her and they're doing such a great job. She will be with me this weekend. So I'm super excited for that. And my daughter is coming home. So two reasons to feel really ready for this week coming. How about you? Did you travel? Did you do anything? Did you go to Las Vegas and watch the Super Bowl? I didn't go to Las Vegas, but I did do both of these things in that I traveled and I watched the Super Bowl. I went to New Mexico to see my son and his sweet wife, and they're in the process of doing some house hunting. And so I had a great time with them. We looked at homes in the area and uh, which is the Sandia area with the high desert mountains of New Mexico are just gorgeous. So if you ever get a chance to go out there and visit, it's definitely worth it. Anyway, I returned back and I was able to catch the last quarter of the Super Bowl, the American football. Now, I like both teams. I would have liked to see the 49ers win because I am from the East Bay and my neighbor is San Francisco, (laughs) but I like Kansas City. So I wasn't down and out over it. Anyway, I'm back in town and back on schedule. And the topic today, I think is really timely for us. I really wanted to talk about this topic a few weeks ago, but either way, I think it's the right time to talk about it. So we're going to dive into this topic that to me hits close to home for many of us, and that's quitting on our goals, whether it's our project weight loss or any other aspect of life. Quitting seems to be a common theme, especially when it comes to New Year's resolutions. And you know the drill. January rolls in and suddenly everyone is gung-ho about their goals, right? The gym is packed, salads are flying off the shelves, and everyone is buzzing with excitement about their New Year's resolutions, right? They're going to get the new job, they're going to buy the house, they're going to do all the things. And so we start off really strong, determined to make this year the year we finally achieve our dreams. But fast forward a few weeks and what happens? we find ourselves making excuses, justifying why we couldn't stick to our plan, and ultimately throwing in the towel. Now let's think about it. How many of us have actually stuck to our New Year's resolutions? I ask that question. I know it's not really to put you on edge here, but it's really for us to think about this. According to a study by the University of Scranton, you know me, I'm going to bring in some (laughs) some numbers. Only about 8% of people actually achieve their New Year's goal. And get this, by mid-February, okay, by this time now, a whopping 80% of resolutions have already failed. And so this is why this is so timely, because it tells us, hey, where you're at, you're not alone. 
We're here. I'm here to turn those statistics around to really help to make sure that we're just not, we're not just another casualty of the resolution black hole. And that 80% means you're far from alone with the quitting, including me in my previous years as a constant occurrence of me that I just kept quitting. It became a habit almost. And so why is this? Why is it that we quit? And you see, I think that there are three things we do or could have done in this situation on our resolutions. One, we could not quit. We would have been committed and stay in the course. So that's one option. The other thing we could have done is we could have softly quit, what some people call quietly quitting, right? No gains or losses, but not really moving towards our goals. Or we could have had a full-on quit, which is back to the drawing board, primary goal from the beginning of the year and not being worked on. In fact, maybe even going back a little bit. And so I really wanted to talk about this concept this week of quitting, you know, throwing in the towel, waving the white flag, all those fun expressions we use when we decide we've had enough. But here's the thing. Quitting doesn't just mean hitting pause on your goals. It sets you back further than you might realize. So research from the American Psychological Association shows that each time we quit and start over, we actually diminish our self-control and we make it harder to succeed in the future. It's like taking one step forward and two steps back, (laughs) which is not exactly the most efficient way to reach your goals, right? So why do we quit? What drives us to give up on something we were once so passionate about, we were really gung-ho about? Well, let me break it down. According to the research, quitting often stems from a combination of three factors. One, we give in to false pleasure. Two, we create excuses and make excuses for not continuing on. And then three, we have a lack of belief in ourselves. We convince ourselves that quitting will bring us relief, that it's easier to give up than to keep pushing forward. But in reality, quitting only sets us back way further and really slows our progress. And I want to give you an example because I really, I love math. So I want to give you an example of what it actually looks like. So let's say your New Year's resolution happened and you're at 150 pounds. All right. You want to lose eight pounds in January and you haven't done any programs or what have you. So it's realistic. You get started and you're off to the races on point. So the first week you lose three pounds. Awesome. You feel great. And then there's a celebration of some sort and you fall off a bit. Then those pleasures kick in, right? Those false pleasures. And your friends are doing a coffee run or getting together for a quick bite, right? So what's your order? Okay, I'll get the scone and I'll get a mocha. You think I deserve it. I was so good last week and I, I, it's okay because I'll start on Monday again. Now you had back to back off days. Then you do great the next few days, which is great. You feel good. You know, you're still up and you get on the scale at the end of the week and lo and behold, you're up one pound and now you get really upset and you say, this doesn't work. This is too hard. This is not realistic. This is not me. It's not sustainable. I'm done. I will instead do something else. Forget the food plan. Forget the thing that will get you there. That's thrown out. Your mind has convinced you that you're done. 
Then you end up gaining a total of two pounds that month in January. And the next month you gain three because you're so discouraged and mad at yourself for quietly quitting on yourself. So here's the thing. I know some don't like math, but it's important to take a look at this. It's like compounded interest. Once you get that, you get going on momentum of the investment. Well, that has a snowball effect and it really grows. You see, we don't see the growth immediately, but if we keep our money, our mind and add to it, oh my goodness. And this concept of compounded interest, it's the same with weight. If we stay in the game with our project weight loss and we add each week successes, well, that compounds. Either way, it compounds. Had you stayed in the game, right? Same example. Had you stayed in the game, you probably would have continued to lose. And had you not had the back-to-back setbacks, you would have been on track to lose your eight pounds. Worst case scenario, six that month. And the next month, another eight and so on. So on March 1st, you would have likely been around 136 pounds. That's taking into consideration the two pounds you gained when you went off. And so why does this math matter? Well, because you today, if you went off, you're at 152, right? Those technically two months behind your originally scheduled plan. And so now this quitting really set you back. So had you stayed on course, you would have lost some more weight in March. And by the end of March, you would be closer to the 120s. And I know that when you're closer to your goal weight, the loss is a bit slower, but still, This quitting really sets us back more than we think. And why is this? Well, think about this. Every time we quit, we're not just hitting the pause on our goals. We're actually creating a habit of quitting. It becomes easier and easier to justify why we couldn't follow through. And before we know it, quitting becomes second nature to us, right? And this then becomes a cycle. So what I want us to do is I want us to break this cycle of quitting. And how I see it is that it starts really, the root of it starts with real commitment. And we need to ask ourselves why we're pursuing these goals in the first place. Why are you doing this in the first place? Why does it matter to you? You see, when our why is strong enough, it becomes our driving force, our reason to keep moving, keep pushing, keep going on, even when things get tough. So if we have a real compelling reason, then it's much easier to not give in to the false pleasures of the moment, the comforts that we're used to giving into. So when we go to a game or an event and someone offers us something, that's not a problem. You know, we could say no, or we can take it and set it aside. Not a problem. And even as I say this, we're human. We're human and we're bound to face moments of doubt and temptation, but let's not kid ourselves. Quitting is inevitable, right? And this is why the second part of what I want to talk about today is so important is to expect to quit and plan for it, right? Get ahead of the game. We need to have strategies in place to help us stay on track when the going gets tough. So we need to know that this is going to come. We need to analyze and say, what am I going to do when it comes? And so you knowing this, what will you do when the result is quitting? 
What action plan will you put in place after that soft and quiet quit? How quickly are you going to regroup? You see, quitting isn't just about giving up on your goals. It's about giving up on ourselves. It's about giving up on you. We owe it to ourselves. You owe it to you to push through this discomfort, to manage it instead of letting it control you. And, you know, I want to speak to self-sabotage. Self-sabotage to me at its core has disbelief, right? That's what is at the root of self-sabotage, disbelief. We do not believe we can do it. And, you know, how many times have we talked ourselves out of success, right? With this whole sabotage, how many times have we let our fears and insecurities hold us back? And so I say, it's time for us to stop playing this small ball and start owning our own greatness. That future you is waiting for you. Quitting may seem like the easy way out, but in reality, it only leads to regret and missed opportunities. And those are the things that happen with self-sabotage. They come together. It's like we set ourselves back and then we regret it. And then it becomes a missed opportunity. That's how we see it. And so the next time you're tempted to throw in the towel, remember that the only thing you'll be throwing away is your progress. Don't just stick with it, my dear friends. Double down on your commitment, on your amazing reason that you decided to do this, this one thing. You got this. I want you to think that the road to success, it's paved with perseverance you know, don't let a setback derail your journey. Keep pushing forward, keep staying focused. And before you know it, you will have this new habit. And this habit of resilience and perseverance will not just serve you in your project weight loss, but in everything else you do. It then becomes a new habit for you to be resilient. For me, it was this thought of illness. You see, I started back in 2011 and I had all whole host of illnesses that were right in front of me. And I thought, oh my goodness, what's happening? <laughs> what is happening to you, Fee? What's happening? And I told myself, you know what? The book stops here. This ends today. I made a commitment. I wanted a better quality of life. I wanted to be an example to my children, my circle of loved ones. And so I ask you, what is your compelling reason? What is your why? Revisit that today. And don't wait. You know, I, I come to you every week and I come to you with so much love and so much excitement for the things that I'm, I'm sharing with you. And it's great that you listen. I so appreciate it. But let me tell you, I want you to take the next step. I want you to act, act in your self-interest, right? No passive sidelines. I know all these stuff, <laughs> football metaphors, <laughs> football is on my head today, but really what is your compelling reason? Don't wait, you know, draw that line in the sand or as my beautiful maester, Susan Pierce Thompson says, draw that bright line, draw it and commit to it. You know, I, I love this idea of drawing that line in the sand because that sand is, you know, it can move very easily with the wind. But when you have that thought in your mind of, no, I'm not crossing that, I am going to stick with it. And even if I have a setback, I'm not going to let that setback rule the rest of my existence. I'm not going to let this setback set me back. 
I'm not going to let this setback change my goals, change my future. And so I really want you to really think about these strategies, these solutions that I'm going to offer you. Really think about it. I don't want you to sit in confusion. I want you to sit in resolve and decisiveness instead. And I don't want you to start with these excuses, right? Really catch that lizard brain in action and watch those emotions. Then I want you to act to sit with the discomfort of not having the comfort of food. You know, don't give in to the pleasures of tomorrow and today. Think of you in three months and think of that math timeline that I gave you. Not really the numbers, but the concept. Think of compounded interest of staying on plan. As Albert Einstein, the genius would say, it's the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it, earns it. He who doesn't, pays it. Don't pay it, my friend. Be resilient by revisiting your reason, your why. Pull out those goals that you did, if you did, when you listened to my podcast. And I'm going to put it on the show notes on goals. I want you to revisit that. Revisit your compelling reason, your why. And last and most important, manage your mind by watching your thinking. So important. How you think is at the root of every emotion. And if you're anything like me, well, let me tell you, that emotional eating had me at hello. (laughs) My emotions were all over the place. And I thought that my emotions were just random. They just came. Don't tell me, how do I change my feeling? I am going to feel what I feel. Absolutely. How you change your feelings, how you change the emotional eating is by changing your thinking. It's by not quitting. Remember, the only way to fail is to quit on yourself. And as we close our short episode for today, I want to leave you with this valuable reminder. Quitting may seem like a temporary relief, but its consequences are long lasting. Every time you choose to push through the discomfort, you're building resilience, strength, and character. So hold the line, my friends. Keep showing up. Keep pushing forward and never underestimate the power of your own determination, the power of compound interest. You see, greatness lies not in never falling, but in rising every single time you fall. Until next time, stay committed, stay courageous, and keep striving for your dreams. Together, we're going to conquer every obstacle and emerge stronger than ever before. Thanks for joining me on this journey today and share this episode with your loved ones to get us all going strong. So as we close the episode for today, I want to leave you with the quote of the week from the legendary Vince Lombardi, (laughs) because football was on my mind, as you can tell with my episode. (laughs) The only place where success comes before work is in the dictionary. So keep working hard, stay dedicated, and remember quitting is never an option. Love you so much and hearts, hearts to you, my dear friend. Have a great week. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're ready to achieve your weight loss goal and grow into your most authentic and amazing self along the way, check out our website at projectweightloss.org. See you there.